is a lifestyle. Sports cards and we live now. Jeremy Lee in the building and every guest that you ever needed. Sports cards after hours keep the hobby heated. Updates hobby talk like you never seen it. Sports cards live and nothing could ever beat it. Sports cards is a lifestyle. Sports cards and we live now. Welcome to another episode of Sports Cards Live with your host, Jeremy Lee. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode number 197 of Sports Cards Live. It's Saturday night, August the 26th, 2023. My name is Jeremy Lee. I would like to thank everybody who tuned in last Saturday. Our guest was none other than Paul Lesko, attorney to the hobby. It was an amazing show. Very informative. You can check that out on the YouTube channel or on podcast. Want to also let everybody know late tonight after hours is back. It's been a while, but we're doing a late show tonight. We'll be going live at nine o'clock Pacific midnight Eastern with EJ Ferrer of the Burbank card show and Joe Perot will be joining the panel as well as a bit of a preview for the Burbank card show. No sports cards live next week, everybody. I will be at the Burbank card show. So no episodes next weekend. All right. I'd like to ask everybody to join over 400,000 people who've already downloaded the center stage app across both iOS and Android for quick comps and card management features. Their app is fast and the most accurate at card shows or to help you price your cards at home. You can build, organize, and share your collection with friends with over thousands of people already on the platform. They have some new grading partnerships. Check out their Instagram account. Join me in supporting the great team they have and the innovation they are undertaking. Also, everybody, use protection and practice safe swaps. Veriswap is an app and middleman service that lets you securely trade cards through the mail. Every transaction up to a million dollars is fully insured by their guarantee. To use Veriswap, you simply upload your inventory, make trade, partial trade, or full cash offers, then negotiate with all the traders already on the platform. Check them out on iOS and Android. And as part of a special offer, your first trade on Veriswap is only $1. There's a referral link in the video description below. And just announced today by Veriswap, they have reduced their fees. They've slashed their fees by over by 50% or more. Check out Veriswap on Instagram as well. Also, shout out to Leighton Sheldon. Just collect vintage breaks. Leighton Sheldon will be joining us for the Vintage Spotlight segment a little bit later tonight. Also, everybody, please check out HobbyNewsDaily.com for your daily dose of hobby news and entertaining content. It's a collaboration of various content creators and original writers and just launched back in April. Also, tag grading Discord server and Facebook groups are both live and very active. So please join other hobbyists who are chatting, buying, selling, trading, sharing pictures and talking shop with hobbyists who like transparent, reproducible, consistent, and unbiased grading, go to taggrading.com to the community tab, and you can join either community. You'll find out first about tags, grading drops, surprise flash drops, and tag will be live on-site grading at the Burbank show this, well, next weekend. So get ready to get blown away when you see what the future of grading truly looks like. As always, thank you to all Sports Cards Live sponsors and partners. Appreciate your ongoing support. And thank you to all of our loyal viewers and listeners. If you're not yet subscribed to this YouTube channel, please take a moment and do so. And as always, on Sports Cards Live, your questions, your comments are in play. Let's get to it. Tonight's guest, we have two guests, but we're going to focus on the founder. Tonight's guest started in the hobby when he was visiting his uncle who taught him how to collect, taught him how to collect by buying one to play with and one to keep. Back in the 90s, he was collecting Michael Jordan singles, his favorite teams of the Detroit Lions and Jacksonville Jaguars, the Miami Heat, and the New York Rangers, his favorite athlete of all time. Athletes are 
Matt Stafford, Barry Sanders, Jerry Rice, and Michael Jordan. He's originally from Jacksonville, Florida, currently hailing from Los Angeles, California. Let's bring him out. Matthew Billman, welcome to Sports Cards Live, buddy. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Uh, super excited. I love this show, and I'm, it's great to be on it. It's uh, it's good to have you. It's a while in the making. We've been chatting for a while, known each other for a while via Clubhouse and other, other uh, you know, seeing you at the card shows and all that. I also have to, I'm wearing a shirt in tribute tonight. Brian Gray of Leaf Trading Cards fame announced yesterday that he is uh, stepping down as CEO. He's no longer Leaf CEO. He's even changed his his Twitter handle from Leaf CEO to Brian C. Gray or something very similar to that. So I'm wearing my Brian Gray card superhero shirt tonight in, as a tribute to uh, a friend of mine, again, Brian Gray, formerly of Leaf Trading Cards. But uh, Matt, back to you. So listen, it's good to have you. GM10, I mean, we're going to get into it shortly, but GM10 kind of took the hobby by storm during the national. Uh, we'll get to that shortly. We'll let, we'll, we'll leave that as a bit of a cliffhanger, but first I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, your hobby history and uh, you know, just your collecting history. We talked about your uncle told you buy one to play with and one to keep. Is that something that you've stuck to ever since? I wish I tell you, I, I so wish I still did that, but no, I mean, uh, unfortunately I haven't, especially now in, in the hobby, you know, with the prices rising, it's a little harder to do that you know, get one to keep one to play with. But um, no, I think I think I got lucky with him teaching me that. And so, you know, a lot of collectibles I have in my office, you know, a lot of them are still sealed, especially a lot of like old video games. So yeah, if anyone's listening, if you can do it, do it. It's so worth it in the long run. What about sports cards, Matthew? Tell us a bit about your sports card collecting history and uh, what you're what you're collecting now working on. Or are you still collecting cards? You have a personal collection these days. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm the kind of guy who wants to go and buy the card he wants. I don't open too many packs. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm big on football. You know, I, I played uh, at most levels with football. So, for me, I, tr I kind of gravitate towards that. But, uh, you know, vintage wrestling, I'm a big fan of. Um, I really try to collect the goats of each sport, like Tiger Woods, um, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. You know, I like to say Matthew Stafford in football, but obviously he's not the goat. Uh, that would be like Tom Brady. <laughs> Super Bowl, at least he, he beat Joe Burrow for a Super Bowl. That's not too. That's not too shabby. Yeah, uh, Wayne yeah. Gretzky. You mentioned goats. What about Gretzky? Any hockey in your collection or your that you like? I, I got a, a bunch of Ovechkin. Uh, I did have some Wayne Gretzky. We we sold those, but yeah, I mean that's what I usually gravitate towards. One of my favorite cards is a Tony Hawk rookie card. Stuff like that. for kids. Oh yeah. Did you know? I don't know if you saw this, but on the PWCC Premier Auction two nights ago. I think it was it was a PSA 10, Tony Hawk, SI for kids. It's a population of three, I believe. Sold, broke the all-time record, $15,000 for the for a PSA 10 Tony Hawk, SI for kids rookie card. What, what do you wow. think of that price for that card? I think it's worth it when you look at all the other cards, in my opinion. I mean, it's hard to get a 10 because you have to rip it out. Yeah. And these, these magazines were printed, was it like 92, I believe? 93, 92? Was the around there early yeah. 91, 92. So they, and they, then they did, yeah. uh, they did another tribute card, I think in like 96. I'll, I'll yep. check. I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to look, I'm going to look, I have a copy of it. So I'm going to, I'm curious. I don't remember the year 91, 92, 93. You're, you're right in there though. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So tell us this too, Matt, um, you recently moved to Los Angeles and, uh, tell us a bit about that and what took you out there. 
Yeah. So, so my wife and I and, and the team, we were over in New York City. Um, I've always wanted to live in LA. Uh, you know, for those of you who don't know me, my, my background was in acting. Um, so it was kind of something I've always wanted to do. So, you know, I talked to my team. Sorry, yeah, well, there's the Tony Hawk. It's 1990. 90. There 1990. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Back to you moving to California. Sorry about that. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> it was something I talked to my wife about and my team and they were like, Hey, you know, go for it, do it. And so we, we ended up making that move, um, you know, about six months ago. And it's probably one of my favorite moves I've ever made. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a good move. California, Los Angeles. I mean, you know, there, there's some, been some issues there recently with, uh, with weather, but, uh, how, how, how's everything holding up for you guys? It's, it's rain. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just rain. Just that's rain. Yeah, no, no big deal. No mm -hmm. big deal. All right. So we've got another guest joining us. Uh, Frankie, tell us a bit about Frankie before we bring him on. <clears throat> oh boy. Uh, <laughs> you guys are going to love Frankie. This guy has a big personality. Um, he makes everyone smile around him. Uh, we were just at Collecticon today and it's so funny because this guy is massive. He played left guard in college. He's huge. And so when you see him on the floor, it's hard not to to recognize him and want to go talk to this guy. And we saw it at Collecticon today. Everyone approached him. He knew everyone at the show. Uh, this guy is just a big ball of energy. So I met him for the first time. This was in Las Vegas. I'm get what was that the Mint Collective or was it the Beckett Industry Summit? Was it back in March or was it last October? It was the end of March, beginning of April, and it was the Mint Collective. It was the Mint Collective, yeah. At the uh, the at eater is it called Eatery or the restaurant? We all met. We there were a whole bunch of people we met. Remember, there was like fifty people there, and uh, you guys came in, and I saw. And Frankie was a super friendly guy. Let's bring him out. Let's bring out Frankie. There he goes, Frankie. I hope you're ready. I caught you by surprise there, Frankie. Welcome to Sports Cars Live, buddy. How you doing tonight? Thank you. I'm doing fantastic, and thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here, guys. Yeah, it, it's good to have you. So. Uh, where are you? Where do you live now, Frank? Are you in LA too? No, no. So I'm from Queens, New York. So born and raised, I'm still over there. You'll catch me say water and tree. So you hear my accent come through every now and then. <laughs> well, you work. Uh, you work with. You work at GM10. It's uh, you're part of the project, and uh, but you work remotely. Is it fair to say that you work remote? Yes, absolutely. But I do attend all the shows with Billman and the team. So. Awesome. So I want to hear how you guys join forces, because uh, what I like, you know, when I'm bringing on a, a newer company onto the show, I want the audience, I want the people that watch Sports Cards Live regularly to get to know a bit about, you know, behind the scenes at GM10. We're going to get into what GM10 is for anybody who doesn't know. I promise you that. But before we do, Matt, how did you meet Frankie? Is, is this a, mm -hmm. is an old college football relationship? How did you guys meet and how did you uh bring him on board man i wish it was a college football friendship uh no we we met at the national a year ago in atlantic city um you, we all know tim from slab strong uh so tim had his booth and he you know him and i were talking he was like hey come over by the booth you can kind of hang out set up there if you guys want to so we came to set up and there was frankie and jeff wilkie kind of already set up and you know ian and i at the time were looking at it like wait a minute we thought we were setting up and then it was Frankie breaking some one piece cards. For those of you who are sports fans, that's TCG. That's more of the anime side. And he's this big, loud voice talking guy. And I was like, did you play left guard? He stands up. He's like six, five. He's like, yup. 
and then we just became like instant best friends. Oh, yeah. We're best friends. Is that? I mean, Frankie, do you have a different version, or is it pretty much the same? Any, 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 uh, anything you can you can add to that? A little spice, maybe. Sure. So, so what happened is he's correct. Where me and my buddy Jeff were breaking, opening the one piece cards, and again, we're at the nationals, a, a sports event for the most part. Uh, no shot, right? And all of a sudden, there's a crowd of people around us. You know, when you're so into opening cards and you look up, it's like, oh, there's like ten deep people around us going on. And then here's this guy. I see him poking his head, looking, looking, and he's like. And he comes closer. He goes, oh, you got one piece. I love one piece. And we just started. I literally gave Jeff my cards. I stood up and I joined him. I let Jeff run the stream. And we literally became inseparable from that motion uh, when I got up just to talk to him. So it was just so freaking funny how it happens. <laughs> okay. But and, and now at that point, Matthew already had GM10 on the mind. He, he had yes. a plan. And how did you guys go from, you know, having that, that instant sort of uh, just rapport at the Atlantic City National to joining the team. And, and Frankie, I don't know, you can fill us in. Are you full-time at GM10? Did you have to leave a, a full-time job, a career? Were you already in the NFL? What did you have to give up to join GM10? And what was that process like for you? Sure, sure. So the way it all happened is by trade, I'm a home healthcare marketer. That's my full-time gig right now and a football coach. That's what I do for my my uh, my, jo my job, right? Um, in terms of becoming part of the team, so it was just very fluid, right? It's almost like a, a fairy tale is what I tell it because it was never on the back of my mind. When we met and I found out he lived 10 minutes from where I lived, I was like, I like this guy. Let's play Call of Duty, you know, where are we landing, boys? And then learn to, hey, what are you doing tomorrow for lunch? Let's get some food, you know, like sleepovers almost. <laughs> so just these building blocks were happening. And little by little, he kept saying, yeah, this thing GM10. And he'd ask me for like these little ideas because I streamed like, Frank, what do you think of this? And I just answered, yeah, this is what I do. Or this is what I think is cool. Little did I know he was making little tweaks to, to his platform. And then eventually he brought up like, Frank, I, I, I would love to have you part of the team. I, I love about what you do, who you are. So it's like we became friends first and foremost. Like business was the last thing. And just funny how it pulled us together. And um, to answer circle back, I am full time with this, right? I give a lot of my time to this. And I'm very fortunate. I have a wife who's very supportive and, and loves the dream that we're building together. So I, I do this. I live and breathe this, man. Matt, any, anything you want to add about bringing Frankie on board? And like, was he, you know, how sort of passionate, like, listen, when you're the founder of something, you often have the most passion, more passion than anybody else. Frankie, the moment I met him, he's the kind of guy that you just gravitate towards. Like he, he's just, he's a, he's like a big teddy bear, you know, like you just kind of want to, he's just such a friendly guy. And I remember that Frankie from meeting you the first time, uh, that was the feeling I got. So, you know, kudos to you for just having that energy and, and, and exuding it. It's a wonderful thing. But from your perspective, Matt, like how, did the passion transfer from you to him? And and because he sure seems to have it now. How, how did you how did how did that happen? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And, and hopefully it's something I kind of do with with everyone. Like I want people to feel the same passion that we feel uh, because we are building this for the community and for the hobby. And so with Frankie, like again, he kind of said it like we became friends. We were talking and I try to listen to people and I'm trying to build the platform based on collectors. Like, hey, what do you miss? What do you want? What do you need? And Frankie was just always so on point and that energy was so contagious. I kept bringing him around more often. I was like, you know what? Like Frankie, you know, I'm not a live, I don't do live streaming. Frankie does. And we were building out the live streaming platform and it made sense. Like, Hey, I want you to be a part of this. Can you help us build it out? And he just perfectly fit into that role. And then over time, just the amount of work he did, the passion he showed, um, just the whole nine yards, he ended up becoming one of our founders and, and we're happy to have him.
Amazing. Well, congrats uh, on that. Now, Frankie, last thing before we go to comments and say hello to the chat is uh, you, your family expanding, I understand. Uh, yes. Tell us, uh, tell us what's happened recently and fill us in. Absolutely. So as of the 23rd of April, I became a father first time. Um, I have a son, beautiful baby boy. His name is Theo Alexander. And it's, it's been the biggest blessing in my life. Honestly, it's one of those things where people are nervous to have a kid. I was actually one of the few was like, oh, I can't wait. My little best friend's coming. Slight freeze. Slight just, freeze but... You know, so it's it's just been tremendous. Uh, it's a blessing, and I hope everyone could experience it if they choose to, of course, at some point in their life. It's the best feeling being a father. I can't wait. And I already took him to his first card show, actually, Jeremy, at two and a half months old. Long Island was hosting a show. I took him in a little backpack and people were like, oh, you get him involved early. I'm like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you said uh, you said before you you kind of froze there for a second. But before you did, you said, you know, you're excited to have your little best friend come. And I got a four year old boy. And like we I always tell him, you know, and he we're we're best friends. Right. We're, but when he gets mad at me, he says, you're not my best friend like that. So if you become best friends with your son, your son can take that away from you temporarily, but they can take it away from you when they don't get what they want. So watch out. That might be coming later down the road, Frankie. Break All right, guys. Let's, uh, let's uh, say hello. We have Jeremy Allen from Collectors League and Heritage Auctions in the house. Jeremy, let's go. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Mid-Atlantic, looking forward to another show with the hardest working man on YouTube. Appreciate that, Mid-Atlantic. Jake Dahl, welcome to the show. Get good dad in the house. What's going on? Good to see you again. Chad Shipper, good to see you, buddy. Mark Santucci is here, 90s collector. Good to see you. Mark says, Matthew, love hearing Jeremy say your favorite team is the New York Rangers. Very good, very good. JMF, welcome to the show. We got an all-star crew tonight. The professor is back. Couldn't make it on Thursday, but he's live, but he's back on Saturday. Joe Perot, who, again, will be joining. We're doing after hours tonight, everybody, when this show ends, or basically at midnight Eastern nine o'clock pacific joe says quarterbacks recognize offensive lineman protector of knees what's up what's up with you joe mark santucci says congrats to you frankie abdiel in the house what's going on abdiel and jake Dahl wishes you a big congratulations on the birth of your son a couple months ago now frankie very good all right guys let's get into gm10 and understand what it is my experience with gm10 really was uh seeing you at the burbank show matt back in was that i'm getting my months are all a jumble was it february earlier this year the second burbank show so not last not last september i think it was february that yeah february this year and i remember running into you and uh you know you said download the app it's available on, on this uh trial sort of platform uh tell us how how far have you come from february of this year through now but don't tell us what it is yet. We're going to do that next. Yeah, we've we've come a long way. I mean, it's been years in the making. Um, and we finally got to a point where we had the beta out during that time when you saw it. Uh, now we're in, we're live in the app store. So if people are looking to download it, it's available. Right on. And and I'm going to, I've got a, a ticker I will put up here. I'll just show everybody right now. So right here, you guys, you can follow GM10 on Instagram at GM10 Collectibles. If you want to email them, billman at the GM10.com. But you can download the app on iOS. Is it also available on Android yet? Yep, it's on Android, and we have a website, so you can access it on any device from anywhere. GM10collectibles.com, I'm guessing. No, no. Uh, the GM10.com. 
thegm10.com, everybody, right there at the end of the email address. So yeah, if you don't yet have the GM10 app on your phone, go ahead and uh, and and download it. So you've come a long way. That's cool. Obviously, I mean, it's always cool to, to come a long way and make progress, Matt. But what I want to really get into is, why don't you tell it? Why don't you, let's get into it. What is GM10? What 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 is it, buddy? What is it? GM10, so we're the first social platform for trading cards. Uh, and really what we're trying to do is to connect the hobby. You know, the biggest thing that we saw was that there's so many great platforms around the hobby, but there's a disconnect. You know, everyone's on a different platform. Everyone's everywhere. What we're trying to do is really bring everything into one place, connect it. And so when I when I hear that, I think about, okay, so we've got GM10. The hobby lives on... There's a group of hobbyists that live on Twitter. Some live on Instagram. Some live on Facebook. There's a whole YouTube community. There's TikTok communities. How are you? How do you position GM10? I don't want to say against, but kind of like along with all those other monster platforms. Yeah. So again, it's kind of, it's kind of what you just said. It's we're not trying to compete with anyone. We're trying to connect. We're trying to work with all, the, all these brands and really bring them together. Uh, it's something that I don't think anyone is really doing. And I think it's it's that, you know, we're a community. How do we all work together and bring it into one place so that the hobby is one? Uh, and it's been great. You know, we've been talking to a bunch of companies. We've been, we've been meeting great people like yourself. And everyone seems very excited about this. Uh, and it's been a good experience kind of bringing all these different pieces. Like, you know, if you go on the app currently, like we already have companies that are integrated into GM10, like Gemrate, you know, and it, it's it's very cool to see these kind of companies all working together. Right. Yeah, no, for, for sure. So when somebody downloads the app and comes on and, and has the GM10 access to the platform, what are some of the first things that they should be doing and frankie is this a question that, that that you're better to take on at this point i want to get you involved as well sure i can handle it no problem at all so what, what it really comes down to from my perspective right is when you get on the app what i love the most is like billman said it's, it's about the community we're all for the community and i love just diving in and seeing all the friends all the people the similar interests people like who collect similar things to you i think that's what it's about because you're making the friends in the hobby which makes it enjoyable so when you go to a card show or Burbank or whatever, right? It's like, oh, you're you're Tom Foley, right? You have this Marvel card. I remember you. We've been going back and forth forever, right? That's my personal favorite because again, it's just it's keeping a hobby alive. It's bridging the gap, is what I call it. That's what it comes and, down to. And so, what sort of uh, user adoption do you guys have so far, so far, Frankie? Like, how is it? Are there, you know, some people talk about how many times the app's been downloaded or how many unique visitors are coming every day? Do you have any sort of metrics that you're willing and able to share that kind of you know uh just let people know what what sort of activity and volume of activity they may see on the app right now from a from a user perspective uh and I, it's kind of I have three prongs to this question but I'll, I'll leave it at that for now absolutely so with your permission of course i'll let matthew handle that because he has more of the metrics so matt i'll let you tag in for that one yeah so so currently right now we're about averaging 25 new users per day um, and it's, it really depends on the content that we're creating. If we go to a show, uh, we'll always see a spike in kind of the interacting of at shows. So that's why we were trying to focus on really being in the hobby, being at every single show we possibly can, because that's where we see the biggest traction. 
Um, and it's fun for us. You know what I mean? You saw the content we were creating. It's fun to get the hobby engaged. You know, people at these shows engaged. We're not just focusing on the brands. We're focusing on the collectors too. And it's like, how do we get everyone involved and just have a great time? So one of the, you, you mentioned the content. One of the things that you guys did, and this is, I got to admit, this caught my eye and I've spent a good 30 minutes solid laughing at some of the stuff that you guys did one thing in particular that you guys did at the national was you went around and and to the chat you guys have to check this out you got to go follow gm10 collectibles on instagram uh and i'm guess i say instagram but really i'm guessing your content is also on the gm10 platform right so yeah. down even do it do it do one better go to go download the gm10 app open it up and go to the content we'll let them tell you how to find it and watch these videos on there you guys um why don't you explain because okay i'm going to talk about what it was do you guys basically you have a third you have him you got a, a bigger team but one of the members on your team you uh you referred to him as the mute and he would go up to people in the hobby at the national and interview them he put a microphone in their face this is what we would see and he would not say anything he would just sort of hold up and kind of look around and you guys did you guys did this to, i don't know maybe, maybe 10 people and there's 10 of these videos or so on the gm10 platform and you can see them on instagram too and uh the reactions from these people were so different and so funny the two i loved the most were eric myers eric myers <laughs> formerly of pwcc now for now of alt uh he 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 was his is hilarious but Gary V. Gary V. Like was right on. He was right on it. He handled it like an absolute pro, uh, and I very impressive. So I'm curious, Matt, and maybe you want to ship this one over to Frankie. I'm not sure, but um, <clears throat> who came up with that idea? And like, how long did it? How long was the process from conceiving the idea for this type of content to executing and running the floor and capturing the the, the video? Uh, I'll take it. So what's cool about this is you know we are a team. Everyone has a voice on our team. So we all collaborate and work together in creating these ideas. And it really just stemmed from one, one funny joke that we had with Nate where he wasn't talking much. We we're picking on him at the, the national. And then we all go, you know what? Let's get Nate involved because he was new. This is his first card show ever. He's never been to a card show. We wanted to put him in the spotlight and kind of get him into it. And he was like, <laughs> I didn't say anything. Like, great. No, but Nate does talk. Nate can talk, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, again, you guys got, you guys being out in the chat, listening, you have to watch these videos. Uh, there, there's more of them. Um, I can't, I, not, no, it's not coming to mind who else you did. Who else did you do these with that you can, that, that made it to, to like final distribution? Sure. Frankly. So we, uh, we got Jeff Wilson. Uh, we got Carlo from uh, Golden Auctions. Um, we got quite, Cassius Marsh is a great one, honestly. And it shows you the type of guy he is. He was generally concerned. <laughs> he thought Nate was having an anxiety attack. So if you see that one, that's my favorite one. I was cracking up in the background. But yeah, we. And what it really came down to is that, again, interviews are great. They're so fun. But we just wanted to be unique and have a good time with it and just catch everyone off guard. And that's literally where the idea came from, like Matt said, as a group process and it was just hysterical and i'm glad you guys love it oh i thought listen i mean i thought it was i thought it was the the funniest content to come out of the national literally when i say i've watched it like and these are short videos like what they're, they're what 
25, 30 seconds, maybe that kind, maybe 40. And I've watched, I've watched, I've watched a few of them, like 10, Eric Myers and Gary V. I've watched those two like 10 times each because every time I'm, I'm laughing. Like it, they're, they're really good. So I want to give you guys kudos for that. I thought that was pretty awesome. But the one thing that this type of content does is it now forces you guys to have to uh, show up next time and out, outdo it. Like, what are you, how are you guys following it up? What, like, do you feel pressure to make people like me laugh as much as we did the first time? Yeah. So the, the thing is we're, we're tuned in. Like this is something we enjoy doing, you know, with my acting background and some of the guys on our, on our team, they're also in film and videography. You know, we enjoy doing this. You know, we have books and books and books of written content that we're going to be creating. Uh, we've already been working on it all week on some things around Collecticon and we're going to be doing it at the Burbank show. Uh, and it's really just trying to make people laugh and have a good time. And the other thing, like I said, connect the hobby. So like finding ways to get people interacting together and it's, it's really enjoyable. I don't know how to explain it, but like I get like a rush doing it and the rest of the team does as well. So, so my next question was really going to be, you know, what is the mission of GM 10? You know, Matt, when you conceived the idea now, I think you've said it a few times connecting the hobby. I'm guessing that that's going to be your answer. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to move on to the next bullet point. And that's going to be, uh, what was the epiphany for you, Matt? What, what mm -hmm. happened? Where were you when you first had this idea to start on, you know, a hub mm -hmm. for the hobby and like, what, what, what sparked it? What was the, what, what caused that creative sort of jolt of energy that you said, Oh, this is missing. I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm going to do it. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. I mean, the, the, but the backstory really happened during COVID. Um, the acting industry closed down. I didn't really have a, a job at the time because uh, there's no entertainment work. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go into my storage unit, see if I can sell anything. Um, so I found my old Michael Jordan cards and some of my old collectibles. And I hopped on eBay like everyone else typically does. And I made a lot of money selling these Jordan cards. But then I realized like, you know, eBay is not made for trading cards. It was really hard to kind of find the things I wanted to find and sell the things I was trying to sell. Um, and so I was like, you know what? the marketplace could be improved. And then I went to Bleecker Trading and I was hanging out with people and they were complaining about certain things not being around. I'm like, oh yeah, there is no discord for trading cards. Oh, there is no this, there is no that. I just kept writing down all these notes. And then finally I kind of looked at all of these different bullets that I saw and I go, a social platform, something that connects the hobby, something that like really just brings these different, almost like the mall for trading cards. Does that make sense? Like we're gonna be the mall with a bunch of stores inside of it that all work together, but they're all their individual spaces and features. That's basically what we're doing. And then some of the other, uh, you know, bays or locations within this mall, can, mm -hmm. like, you know, in a mall, you've got a food court, you've got various other services, maybe a daycare or somewhere for people to rest. The, I guess the, the similar sort of things on GM 10 would be, you know, the different areas of the, of, of the app where you can go for, you know, if you want to go for G for uh, 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 gem rate data, or you want to go look at content, or you want to, I'm gonna, we're gonna get you to talk about all the different features that are on GM10. But we're gonna do that in about 10 or 15 minutes because the vintage spotlight segment is about to start. I see Leighton Sheldon in the background, so we're gonna bring him on, Frankie. If you aren't aware, Leighton Sheldon comes on every Saturday night, and we do uh, we do what we call the vintage spotlight. And I've asked Matt to come up with a question. 
for Leighton, as we do. I like to keep everybody involved. So let's bring him on. Leighton, there he is. Leighton, this is this is on the road, Leighton. He's we're gonna hear about it. How are you tonight, buddy? Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Doing good. Leighton, I love I want you to meet Matthew and Frankie in the event you haven't yet. Matthew, Frankie, please meet Leighton. Leighton, why don't you tell us where you are? What are you up to right now? And then we'll get we'll hear Matt's question for you. Sure. So a couple days ago, I came up to Springfield, Massachusetts in the Boston area, and I had some appointments, but my big appointment was yesterday into today, and I was able to close uh, on this uh, particular collection and was able to buy a six-figure collection. The thing that was, to me, most interesting, don't get me wrong, I love the cards. You guys know that I'm a card nerd. The gentleman is living in a home that was built in 1781 now keep in mind his family hasn't been in the same home for for you know hundreds of years that being said this gentleman's an artist he has like on property a barn that he paint i mean it was very surreal the whole experience uh and we were able to close the collection what was fascinating is i went there for vintage and to give you a little bit of a sneak peek on tonight's show no one has seen any cards from the collection yet other than the trunk of my car which I put a picture of up on Instagram today. So Jeremy or Matt or Frankie, how would you feel if you go in to buy someone's collection and you're thinking it's all vintage, vintage meaning 50s, 70s, tobacco, whatever. And the guy's like, but did I ever tell you about, you know, my Michael Jordan situation? And I'm like, a situation? What do you mean? So without exaggeration, this guy is like the salt of the earth. He never bought cars for value. So in 1986, he was living on the outskirts of Springfield, Massachusetts. He was buying packs of 1986 Fleer for his kids for 25 cents a pack. But like many of us do, right? Sometimes you go to the store, you might buy a few extra candy bars. Instead of eating them right away, you kind of put them in the drawer. Well, he did that with 1986 Fleer basketball. At one point, he had 11 or 12 raw Michael Jordans. Now, he doesn't have 11 or 12 left, but he does have three of them that I bought today, <laughs> along with hundreds of packed fresh 1986 clear basketball cards. All he literally did was open them. By the way, you see the card saver this is in? Well, until this morning, this was in a penny sleeve since 1986. No so, top loader. No, no, not even a top loader. <laughs> Not even a top loader. And I'm saying this to him. It's just like it's going right over his head. He was going to do what he was going to do with the cards until, of course, he relinquished them. And I was able to buy almost every card he had. He did keep a couple for posterity and some memories and such. But to me, that's what makes this industry and this hobby so great is I went in there thinking I'm buying cards like this, right? Diamond Stars, which I love, or Obacks. And these are just some of the ungraded portions of the collection. But when he busts out hundreds of pack fresh mint 86 Fleers, I was really pumped. So that's so what I was doing for the last couple of days. The, my question about this whole experience, Layton, is first of all, like, were you in this house for hours? You were there for a couple hours, I'm guessing? I'm going to be as direct as I can. So when I started yesterday, so today's Saturday, right? <laughs> so when I started yesterday at this gentleman's home, I've become pretty good at, hey, how long do I think this is going to take? So I explained to him 
it looks to me like we're looking at between three and five hours of work. And I said, that's just to evaluate what you have. I said, if you'd like, I'm happy to sleep over. I don't recommend it. We've just met. That being said, whatever you feel comfortable with, but let me explain to you, after I log and I catalog what you have, I need then to do the due diligence and actually put numbers next to the cards, meaning the dollar amounts. And I said, I can't do that and talk to you and eat at the same time. So I explained to him that last night I was going to go back to my hotel, do the necessary work, get up in the morning, finish everything that I would need to and double check it and make sure I come back tomorrow morning, mean today, to review everything. And that's what I did. That's the way I handled it. I could have gone straight through maybe yesterday, but I feel like he wouldn't have had the best of me. And listen, when you're talking about buying a six-figure collection, you want to make sure you're sharp. That's what of I course. do. And I mean, the reason I ask is because the house is built in the 1700s. Like, does he have indoor plumbing? Like, that's my concern here. Were you there's indoor to... plumbing. There's no air conditioning. I'm sweating my you-know-what off. <laughs> and, you know, make no mistake, he's got bad knees. So, like, he's not moving around, you know, like he's 25, right? So, like, every box he's showing me is like a real effort. And I understand and I appreciate that. So I just went with the flow and uh, I'm grateful that I did. It's a wonderful collection. It really is. Yeah, well, congrats. Looks, look, looks like a lot of fun. You're going to have a lot of fun now processing it into inventory, getting some graded, and then going about... Uh, Frankie, what do you think of that story? I mean, that's pretty inspiring, pretty cool. What, like, I don't know. How did that make you feel? <laughs> I think that's tremendous, honestly, because it's like you said, it's it's like you being that kid going in the candy shop with your dad, right? Because you're going in there like, Dad, I just want to buy this one or two packs, right? And then all of a sudden, Dad's like, hey, I just got paid today, son. Here's some extra on the house, you know? Yeah. It's tremendous. I'm sitting here, I got like almost goosebumps, man. That's such a chase card. You just walked out with three. Right. It's insane. Like, good for you, Leighton. And pleasure to meet you, of course. Yeah, no pleasure cool. to meet you guys as well. I appreciate you having me on today. How about you, Matt? I want to hear from you a little feedback for Leighton, and then let's uh, let's hear the question. And Leighton, uh, Matt did did kind of tell me what the question is, and I'm really excited for him to ask you. So uh, over back to you now, Matt, please. Do we want the question now, or should I just ask him? You know, what whatever you want, whatever you, whatever <laughs> yeah. you want to say. Leighton, I'm actually curious a little bit on on that fine you just got. You know, how do you approach a collection like that? Do you just kind of go in and? Where do you start? Do you kind of have like a strategy on that or is it different for each collector? It's a great question, Matt. It certainly differs from collection to collection. But one of the things that I really do try to preach, not just on here, but in general, is that everyone's time is valuable. So I didn't just run to this gentleman's home because he called my office and said, I have cards for sale. <laughs> it was far more involved than that. So what typically happens, Matt, is someone will reach out to either myself or to my company through email, through the phone, and they're going to say something along the lines of, you know, hey, I heard you guys buy cards. Great. What do you have? So on and so forth. But Matt, what we really try to do, we try to do some of the heavy lifting before we go out, we travel, we bear that expense, we have that time that's sunk. And so even though I didn't know exactly what he had before we went today, what we did was we took about 25 of his graded cards and I did an evaluation for them remote, meaning I wasn't at his place. I haven't even met him yet. And I said to him, hey, based on the cards you've sent me in the images of these 25 cards, this is what I think they're worth. This is what I would pay for them. What do you think? And if they say to me, you know, late, I hate it. Well, you can imagine I'm probably not going to be going up for an appointment. But if we talk turkey, if we have a meeting of the minds, 
if we are on the same frequency and wavelength, usually I will take that premise for a deal and then I'll take the next step and say, hey, if I schedule something with you at your office, at your home, at your store, wherever the case may be, what are your expectations? And I didn't do anything different in this case. And even though I had an idea of um, what he wanted to do when I got there, I still started all over again. I said, hey, when I, when I got to his home, what do you want to sell? Do you want to sell it all? Do you want to sell just the modern, just the vintage? Do you want to sell memorabilia? What, what do you want to do? So, Matt, what I tried to do is as much of the legwork as I can. And it's not pretty, right? It's not fun. No one wants to do the upfront work. But it really does lead to a much better chance of success when going out on the road. You're yeah. qualifying him before you invest in that extra travel expense. Before we get to your question, Matt, Terry Fortune has a question here. It says, any worries, Leighton, that the potential seller changes their mind overnight if you leave to come back? How much risk do you, because I, it's a great question, because. Uh, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you, folks, um, I certainly am always nervous. And I think I've read this about, you know, and I'm certainly not comparing myself to any pro athlete, but I've read this about some of, you know, the athletes that are like at the top of their game, and yet they still get goosebumps when they go out to play, even a regular season game. And I was telling a friend earlier tonight at dinner, this morning, when I was heading over to this gentleman's house, I felt all of it. Like I was confident. I had the information together. I had my due diligence done, but I didn't know if I was going to get the deal. And for me, as much as I appreciate the end goal of reaching and buying his collection, you really have to appreciate the process. And so I was knee deep in it today. I was very excited. I was giddy. I was nervous. I was all those things. And I was very grateful that we were able to work out a deal in the end, but it's certainly not a guarantee. And I think that that enthusiasm and that being prepared on every single transaction and deal that I do has really proven to be invaluable for me. Right on. All right, Matt, we're going to get your question. Before we do this, I just want to let anybody, everybody in the audience know you can follow Leighton on Instagram at Leighton underscore Sheldon. Also at just underscore collect. Check out the ticker right now. His podcast is Trading Card Therapy. Give it a listen. Follow his podcast on Spotify and Apple and other platforms as well. And Leighton, you also have a YouTube channel by the name uh, also as uh, Just Collect. So guys, subscribe, follow, subscribe, all, all those things that, that YouTubers ask you to do on behalf of Leighton. Matt, let's get your question. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, Leighton, I'm actually very curious to get your answer on this and your opinion. But, you know, as a tech company that we are, what is something that you would you know, how do you think the vintage card industry could innovate in the hobby? Uh, it's a great question. I heard a little bit of what you guys were talking about, Matt, and your platform before coming on. And I don't know the proper terminology, but I agree, whether it be it's a Discord, whether it be it's a Facebook group, I feel as though my interactions with folks about vintage is very one-to-one -one unless I'm doing a podcast like Jeremy's on Saturday night or my own trading card therapy. So what I would personally enjoy, Matt, is for example, hopping on tomorrow morning, chatting, hey, just picked up such and such and such and such. Did anyone else have an interesting weekend and pick up something at a local card show? And to me, the only places I know to do that right now would be like to post on Net54, which is an old time message board, or to post in a Facebook group. And I don't want to sound old, but I, I don't use Facebook that much anymore. I'm trying to, you know, limit my 
social media exposure outside of cards. It's already crazy. So what I would ask for, Matt, is whether it be as a Discord or a platform, maybe like yours, where whether it be it's daily or it's just a couple times a week, where like-minded folks who collect vintage or, for that matter, are professional treasure hunters of vintage like myself can go on and talk about their pickups, talk about what they're looking for, talk about what they saw at a local convention. Hey, did you realize that Honus Wagner cards are hot and everyone knows they are hot? But I think those are the kinds of things that I personally would love to see. What do you think, Matt? Like, I, you know, I love the question because you might be looking for ideas. You're, you're an ideas guy. You're trying to build out, you are building out GM10 to be a hub. Did, did, did Layton's response give you any ideas? Anything that you're like, okay, noted. Layton, I love it because, you know, I wish I could say, yeah, we're going to build it, but we already have. We already have that <laughs> on GM10. So I would love you to come check it out. And, you know, we, we have groups on GM10 where people can go in and just kind of find the topics they're, they're interested in and just connect with other collectors. You know, we're a platform made for trading cards, you know, and it's a social platform. So it's, that's the best part. We have exactly what you're asking for. Well, I'll be sure to check it out, Matt. I, I truthfully didn't know that, um, but I'll be excited to check it out tomorrow. It might Please. be the kind of thing I just want to mention, like for someone like Leighton and no pressure on him, like, you know, we're, you, it, it's nice that you, that you give it a try, but you know, you're going to, you've got to do what works for you. But that said, you know, there's something also to be said for being the first person or an early adopter of something. And then, you know, staking out your, your claim, like put planting your flag down and saying, I'm going to be the, I'm going to sort of anchor this thing. Uh, could be an opportunity there. You, you never know. I'll, I'll leave it at that. You can, you guys can uh, sync up and uh, say hello. And Leighton, are you going to be at the Burbank show this weekend? I, Next weekend, I'm, I'm guessing it's across the country. Is it something that's on your schedule? No, I have my son next weekend, so unfortunately, I won't be. I have okay. friends that are going, so I'll definitely be in the loop. That's for sure. Okay, good, good. All right. Well, anything else uh, from Leighton? Any, any Matthew, Frankie? Anything you want? Any questions, comments for him before uh, before we end this version, this episode of this of the Vintage Spotlight on Sports Cards Live? You guys good? Matt, Frankie, good. Yeah, I just want to say thanks, Lane. I, I yeah. really enjoyed the, the feedback you gave and also your story. Uh, it inspires me. I want to go find collections like that. Well, listen, I got my fingers crossed for you that you do. And this is something, Matt, that I try to share with, like, wherever I'm at in terms of if it's an in-person talk, if it's a podcast. You really can do this yourself, but it takes time. And what I encourage folks is no matter where you are, so Jeremy's all the way out, like Western Canada, Right. And you got people all over the world that are now collecting cards. Do yourselves a favor. Just become known as the resident card nerd or resident card guru in your town. Start with that. And you'd be amazed of the people of all shapes and sizes that will start coming to you with their collections. And with that, that was a great, a great exit. Uh, Layton, thanks so much for joining. Travel home safe. Good luck with any more deals you're making on this trip and uh, we'll talk soon. Nice to meet you guys, take it easy. Pleasure. All right, guys, well, that was fun. Hey, I, that was a great question, Matt, and I thought his answer was good and um, and I love your response was, yeah, well, we built it. So part of your job now is getting the word out so you can bring on users who are going to, because really the early adopter users are really gonna be the ones that are, these are gonna be really important to GM10 in the future. So 
the more guys like Leighton and others that you can bring on really going to help to create and attract more and more users. I, I feel like it's that kind of thing. Does that, does that resonate with you, Matthew? Yeah. I mean, that's exactly, you know, what we're looking for is good users to start off and build that foundation because if we have the right collectors in there, the right people, like we'll be able to build it out. Like right now it's so new that it can really go in any direction. Like again, we're just the platform. We're not trying to control any content. We're not trying to push it in any direction. We're just trying to provide that stage for people to, you know, share their voice, share their stories. Yet at the same time, you are creating content, which is really to generate buzz for the brand, which I think is a great thing. You know, Frankie, one of the things that I, I really like that, that Matthew said earlier was when he said, I think it was, I forget if it was him or you, but it doesn't matter. What I liked that I heard was that it was, it was Matt said, we're getting about 25 new users a day. Now that's not a very big number. And that's why I like it. You didn't come on here and say, oh, we're getting 500 users a day, or we've, we're getting, you know, thousands a month, very reasonable, very real, transparent. I felt, I feel like you guys are transparent with what's going on. And, um, so I think, you know, Frankie, how, how do you want to see that grow? And do you feel like this, the content strategy by is, is the best way to get the word out to see that 25 a day grow to 50, a hundred and, and so on from there? Absolutely. So just like anything, of course, we would love for it to grow uh, astronomically, of course, right? Because the sky's the limit, right? But again, it's like you mentioned earlier, we, you got to be real with yourselves. And that's one thing we're really good at being a team and transparency. You know, we're not going to fluff anything up. It's not who we are. But uh, in terms of the content route that we went, so the way it happened, right, is because the national, obviously, it's so massive. And that's kind of how we had that idea click in our heads. It's like, how could we stick out? Because there's thousands of vendors, thousands of companies, everyone does everything respectfully, and they all crush it. Right. We said, how could we be different and unique? So we leaned in heavy on the content. And to, to our belief, we said this would really get our name out there, make a splash, right? Like a little splash in a bucket. And it did just exactly what we saw, what we wanted. Right. That's what kind of kept us relevant. And we feel it is one of the better strategies, in our opinion, of course, is multiple strategies. One of the better strategies to stay relevant, to stay uh, reasonable. Right. Everyone knows who you are. And just to be fun, because at the end of the day, this hobby, listen, you could make a lot of money. You could lose money, sadly. It happens if someone gets hurt. But again, the missing key that we want is to bring fun into it, right? So it's like uh, the field of dreams. If you build it, it will come. So we're building it, baby. <laughs> right on. One of the things that I remember hearing about your strategy at the National was that you wanted to get it all done before word started to travel, what the gimmick was with Nate, the, the mute, who would go up and interview people and not say anything. Like, how like this sounds like it was a really well orchestrated coordinated effort almost like like a seal team going in or something like that how uh like how smooth did it all go if if i'm being completely honest in terms of like the idea to life <laughs> all the five minute idea that we put together god's honest truth That's but it, huh? it... in terms of how smooth it went like uh, so matthew you couldn't see him but he'd be behind the scenes right so let's say it's you and nate matt would be like this and to like egg the people out and be like, like talk, like, like, come on. Like, so that's why people look so confused. So it was just the collective brains of how to make it seem so believable. And for example, I wasn't able to hold the camera because I would have broke. I would have laughed. So we had Matt stonewalling it and Nate stonewalling it. And it just, we loved it. Honestly, we were having the time of our lives. <laughs> that's so fun. So I was, uh, I, I was, you know, I was there with tag grading, but I was, I was wandering the floor a lot. And I got back to tag grading at one point and they're like, yeah. Uh, the guys from GM10 were looking for you. I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll run into them later. 
Uh, were you trying to get me? Oh, 100%. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I literally don't know if I'm sad that I didn't get to be a part of it or if I'm glad that I didn't because you never know how you're going to how you're gonna look on camera when you're kind of being the subject of a, of a bit of a prank. How do you think I would have done, Matt? Oh, man. Uh, we would have loved it. I don't know how you thought you would have done, but I think <laughs> it, the, the whole industry would have loved it. Um, really, I mean, Jeremy, what, what we're looking for is that authenticity and that like that, that real reaction. And that's the joy of it. So we got it from all those people. Right on. All right. So tell us more about the app like, and some of these other features, because, um, you know, you mentioned that there is, you know, an online a social community and, you know, you talked with Layton about there being already like a, almost like sounds like some sort of a message board functionality where people can just gather and leave messages and read messages and that sort of thing. But what are some of the other uh, key features or even take us through the complete suite of features that are offered currently on GM10. Now, is this better for you, Matt, or is this one better for Frankie? We'll, right. we'll share it. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll I'll let you guys bounce back and forth now. Let's let's hear yeah. let's hear what you guys got going on, on on GM10. Yeah, I mean, I'll give a few and I'll let Frankie take it. And I mean, just going off of what Leighton said, I mean, you can see right on the top, we have a vintage card talk group that they just all talk about vintage cards and you can find any type of topic you're looking for. If you're looking for trades, there's trade talk, there's everything in these groups. So that's one of our, our fun little features that's very interactive. And you're meeting all these collectors and you don't have to follow them. It's just random subgroups that people get to kind of join and connect. So you've got, so that's feature number one. Frankie, why don't you give us a feature? Sure. So one of my favorites is we have a tab called industry. And on there, it's like all the latest trends, what's going on in the hobby, right? As Matthew alluded to earlier, we have the cards that are being graded, right? Like by Gemrate, all the information sponsored by Gemrate, this guy's trending or this one's trending down. But my personal favorite in that industry page in particular, because I was new to all these conventions, I still kind of am, if I'm being honest, we have a calendar that tells you all the shows that are coming up, when it is. Uh, you could get the tickets through the app. You could add it directly to your calendar. I love that feature because it's like now part of your personal life. It's like, hey, babe, we have a shared calendar. I'm kind of planning to go to this Collecticon. You cool with it? I'm already going. So, <laughs> Matt, tell us, tell us a bit about uh, the... I believe you called it the interactive map that you guys did for the national. And I saw the GM 10 uh, like signs in some of the hotel lobbies in the area with a, with the, the map of the show floor. And I thought, Oh, good for these guys. Like they've got their map. Like I saw your branding in hotel lobbies. I thought, yep. and I, I noted in my head, I'm like, these guys are, you know, they're really hustling. They're, they're doing a good job getting the brand out there. But tell us about a bit about this interactive map and how were you able to do it and any future plans for doing it at more shows? And I happen to know you are doing it for Burbank, but tell us how this all comes about. Yeah, we we, we are definitely doing it for Burbank and I'll share that with you in a second. Um, but yeah, for the national, you know, we are, we're always looking for value add. You know, we're always looking for places where we can just add, you know, value to the hobby. And we were like, you know what? There's no interactive map. Nobody's done it. Why not do it? And so really the team, we really did, you know, crunch time. We built this map together with our devs and with the team and we designed everything. We got it done. And it was, you know, our first attempt at it. And I think everyone loved it, but we're going to continue to improve it just like everything else we have on the app. Um, but the interactive map, it, it was kind of sad that a lot of people didn't get to see it at the national, you know, but we're going to continue doing this going forward as many shows as we possibly can. 
um, especially the ones that we attend. But right now, like you said, we're official sponsors of the Burbank Card Show, and we already have the, the map up on our website. And you can essentially search any vendor you're looking for. You're able to look at every floor, see all the vendors. And when you click on these vendors, it tells you, you know, all the information like their website, their social media, what type of cards or products they have at their table, where they're from, their logo. So it's really interactive in the sense that like it is an interactive map. It's not just a PDF that pops up that you can zoom in on. You can actually interact with this map. That's really cool. So how did you get to do it for the national? Did you have to talk to national management or did you guys just do it on your own? Yeah, that was so Ray. Ray is a great friend of ours. I'm a big fan of him. Um, so Ray loved the idea. We were trying to do some charity stuff as well. Uh, and Ray was like, you know what? I love the idea. Let's do it. Let's get it done. And we were like, great. We started building it out. And then, you know, Dan as well, who was running the, the national uh, he informed us about a week or I'd say two weeks before the national that they had a contract with another company who were, was go going to be doing a map for the show. So unfortunately for us, we couldn't become official sponsors for the map. We were just sponsors for the content, the media around the national, uh, but we still did it. We still offered it for free, which is what we're going to continue to do. And we just kind of got it out to the public, but we weren't really able to market it and share it and really kind of get it out there for everyone, but it was available. It was there. I saw it. And when you mentioned, just for everybody who's listening, watching Ray Schulte being director of communications for the national uh, and a, 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 just a great friend of the hobby overall, right? Ray, Ray is at this time. Now, now here we are, you know, a month after national and the Burbank show comes around. How did you then go from, okay, we did the interactive map for the national. Let's make, let's make this more of an official thing. Did you approach the fella? Did you approach Rob and EJ from the Burbank show? How did that all come to fruition for you guys and make it official? And congratulations, by the way. Exactly what you just said. You saw the banner in the hotel. It was the banners at the show. You know, the first thing EJ saw when he walked in was that banner. He took a photo of it. And then after the, the national, I get a call from EJ. He's like, Billman, I saw that banner. Can we do it? <laughs> He's like, we want to, because they're looking to really innovate the hobby as well. And like, they were all about it. And EJ's like, let's get it done. And so nice. the, since the day after the national, you know, we've been working with, you know, Rob and EJ and their team getting this done. And it's fun to work with them, building this out and kind of seeing the show come together and the map. So you'll see us there on Wednesday, walking the floor, confirming each vendor, showing vendors the map, making sure the information is correct. But it's another way for us to be interactive and connecting. And it's again, it's so much fun to do. That that is so smart. That is so smart that you're going to go out and confirm the vendors because now you're going to mm -hmm. say vendors. Also, make sure you download our app or, or you know yeah. please download our app. What a great opportunity for a touch point. You're already bringing them value. It's very easy to ask them to do you a favor back and say, hey, down please download our app. We'd love for you to check it out and become part of the community. Awesome, awesome. Uh, just such a a good give and take, you know, I think that, I think that's, that's phenomenal. So I, I look forward to seeing you guys there for sure. So we've had a couple of features. I think, uh, I think Frankie gave the last one. I brought up the map, Billman back to you. I'm going to call you Matt, Matthew and Billman interchangeably tonight. What's the next feature you'd like to, to highlight for everybody? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I could go on so many, uh, one of my favorites though, that we, we kind of built is the brand shops. Uh, brand shops might be a new term for people, but it's what we're kind of advertising it as, but it's a virtual storefront 
for anyone who's collecting or has a card shop or a brand, but you know, we thought about it. There's no website or platform for card shops to be online. And we thought, why not create brand shops for every card shop around the nation to get online and upload their, their uh, inventory, you know, to have access to every card shop around the nation. So we really built that out uh, for the brand shops and getting people like, you know, Tim from Slab Strong or Corey from Show Your Slabs and having their brand and their products online available. And again, all in one place because we're made for trading cards. It's not going to be like on Etsy where you can't find all these trading card things. It's built for collectors. So it's going to be uh, great once it keeps growing and we're getting more card shops and more brands on there. When you oh, so card shops, because you talk about card shops, then you mentioned, you know, you Slab Strong and, uh, and Corey from Show Your Slabs, which are more like supply companies but when you say card shops are you offering this to lcs's to come on and have their brand there and then somehow load their inventory up onto the app as well yes sir that's exactly what we're doing so i i just think about an episode i did a couple months ago now uh with ezra levine the ceo of mascot i mean that sounds like that'd be a pretty cool integration i don't you know i mean if because if, mascots integrated with several platforms um be pretty cool if they could integrate with you guys but i'll leave that to you uh but definitely something something to think about, uh, or at least make a phone call if you haven't done that already, right? So, all right. And that's exactly what we're trying to do too. So like work with Mascot is something that we would attempt to reach out to them because that's the connecting we're talking about. You know, they're doing it. We don't have to like do it all. We want to bring them in so they can we can work together and make it happen. Frankie, you have a, another feature of the GM10 app that you'd like to highlight for the for everybody. Absolutely. So, Billman, uh, am I able to discuss what we've been working on with the devs uh, one in the morning or should we wait for that one? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was part of the beta, so why not? Sure. All right. So where I come from and what I'm really excited about is just a live feature in general. Um, but our live feature isn't like any other live feature you've seen before. It's all categorized and broken up. So you have your live streams, your live auctions. And then when you get into the breaks, it gets into nitty gritty. Are you doing divisional? Are you doing player hit? For Pokemon TCG or doing energy. So everything's very categorized and very professional looking. And that's what I'm truly excited about and passionate about because that's what I help build. You know, it's like my baby aside from my real baby. <laughs> <laughs> so the question that comes to mind after hearing that is that, you know, uh, what not the live shopping app, uh, you know, really the, the biggest one out there uh, right now, they've recently changed some of their rules and they have, uh, said that you can't do any of these games of chance things anymore. So I feel like that if if your app is going to allow those sorts of things, that might be a good thing for you. How do you, where do you guys fall as far as the, you know, I know they've said there's no more, and I don't know these rules very well, so I'm kind of just making them up here, but no duck races, which is, you know, <clears throat> none of these things. How do you guys kind of rep reply or respond to that uh, when whatnot does that, and that might cause some people to not want to break on there anymore. How, how do you how do you guys respond? Sure. Yeah, we're, 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 we're again, we're listening to the collectors. You know, that's the biggest thing. Like, what what does what does the, what is the hobby asking for? Is it something that they want? Is it something they need? And like, we want to provide what the hobby needs and wants. Um, you know, it's in within the realms of is it legal? Are you allowed to do it? Obviously, but yeah, if we can provide it, we want to do it. And again, you know, kind of going on what Frankie said, we're we're also doing not just TCG, not just non-sports cards. We're doing everything. Sports cards, the whole nine yards. It's not just a sports card platform. and It's not just a TCG platform. We're 
connecting all industries. Okay, we just got a question from the professor. I really like this question. And uh, we're gonna give this one to you, Frankie, because it ties into your live feature that you built out. He says, is the GM10 app going to allow us to virtually attend a card show and interact somehow with dealers and buy cards and have a local concierge service pick up and mail to us? Sure. So I actually like that question and I'm gonna take it to my realm, which is Pokemon, right? So picture where we are right now, being Evolution 1. We're a, uh, we're a Charmander. We're not to the Charizard yet, right? But with that being said, as time goes on, evolution happens, right? And I actually think that is a really good point. Like, I personally like that. It's conversations we've had before where we even had a, a crazy idea where we rent, like, a drone, right? Let's say we're at a, a card show, and we have something flying around constantly giving you guys, like, an aerial view of what's going on. So we've had talks about that realm. So put, listen, no dream is too far. That's all I'm going to say. So it can happen, honestly. I love it. I love it. Great question. I, I, especially the first part of his question, right? Where like the local concierge, that's taking it a whole other step further where, you know, now how do you charge for that and travel? And I mean, that that's, so that could be pretty intricate. But as far as being able to interact with someone at a card show, um, I, while I think that's cool, the thing that I'm not, I don't love about it is that if I'm at a card show, and somebody at the beginning of the show goes and does an, an Instagram reel or a GM10 reel of their display cases, puts it out there, and then starts selling cards to people that aren't there. And then I'm at the show and I go up and I say, oh, is that, why is that card turned over? Or, you know, is that card available? There's no price on it. I say, ah, sold it on Instagram 20 minutes. And I'm like, ah, like I'm here. I, I came, you know, so there's, you're, while I like that idea, I also understand that it's going to cause pain for some people, but it's probably better, a better idea than it is a bad idea. Matt, what, what, were, what do you, how do you respond to that? Yeah, I mean, I'm right with you. It's a give and take. You know, it's, not, it's going to make some people upset, some happy, but I'll be honest. I just screenshot that question because I'm going to review it and see what we can do. You know, that's, that's what I'm doing. That's my job. It's seeing what the hobby's saying and just pulling that. So I just screenshot it. I'm going to review it with the team and see if there's some like in-between ground that we could kind of, you know, check out, see if it works. Want to say hello to Jeremy Fowell Fieball. I've seen him at both of the Burbank shows so far. We'll see him again at the next one. He says, see you there. So we'll see you there. Look forward to seeing you again, pal. And uh, Mark, I'm just on YouTube, a comment and good to, good to have you. Lapper, good evening to you. Ooh. And, uh, and then Jeremy has a question down here. He says, can I flag a table or leave a personal note on the Burbank Show's interactive map? Matt, maybe you? Yeah, uh, that was a feature that we were creating and working uh, on. Again, the Burbank Show came up really quickly. So that's going to be a focus of ours for the next show that we work on. So there's a card show out there that wants to get an interactive map. Come to us and we'll do it. Right on. Love it. Okay, any more features? I, I don't, I've lost track of who we were at, Frankie. Yeah. Is, is there another feature of the GM10 app that you'd like to share with the, with the audience? Sure, so we have a Discover tab, um, and it's for all those content creators, similar to yourself, Jeremy, um, Jeremy excuse me, um, where it's featured media around the hobby that we see fit, right? So let's say if you have your own little section carved out for the sports card live, right? We're constantly pumping you out there. Um, we put everyone in a hobby that we see as a good influence, a good person, right? With good information, good knowledge. And we have this page just designated for just straight 
features. If you don't want to watch TV, you'd rather watch sports, sports cards or TCG information. It's all right there. So it's all trusted content that we're promoting. Love it. Matt, let's hear another feature from you. I know you're like, oh, I got so many to choose from. There's let's so many. Yeah. It is. Yeah. We keep going. <laughs> uh, well, we'll go back to the beta that we're, we're going to be rolling this out really, really soon. Um, we have a trade feature. So we have a trading hub for collectors that basically do trades for trades. Uh, we're, we're improving it currently uh, to make it the best it can possibly be. And we're excited to roll that out very soon. Interestingly, as you look on the ticker right now, at sponsor of Sports Card Live is Veriswap, which offers a so is that a is that in competition with Veriswap or is there a way that you could, that you guys are sort of working together? And I'm I'm asking that question. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question to ask because we're actually planning to work with them for the Burbank show. Um, we we've been in talks and hopefully we're going to be in the same section, kind of working together and and doing trades as a team. Awesome, well, that's great to hear. Yeah, I, I know that Raymond from Veriswap will be at the Burbank show, so nice nice to know that. Uh, Hey, listen, when my guests and a sponsor of the show or anyone I have a, a positive relationship with in the hobby can work together, puts a smile on my face. Uh, I think that's a, that's a wonderful thing. So nice to hear. Frankie, let's hear another feature. I'm going to keep going till you guys say there's no more features. So get ready. I love it. I love it. So I got you. So it kind of goes back to what you just mentioned before with the, the whole duck races, wheel and all that stuff. Right. We actually built in a randomizer that's with our live. So if I'm streaming, for example, we screen share. We put all the names down, blah, 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 blah. And it's cool. It's a little dice feature we have right now. And you have your randomizer for, for giveaways, for winners, for divisionals, whatever you may call it. I love that. It's on one platform. You don't need, let me pull up my PC. You know, it's like, no, it's right here now. Boom. <laughs> so I like that one. Uh, and I, I will tell you, when I download, and I downloaded the app months ago, before it was even its own app, when it was on that other platform, I forget what it was called. And, uh, and then it just kind of converted over to its own, which was really cool. But um, I, I noticed that. I thought, That's really cool. The random, I played with that a little bit. I thought it was really cool. All right, Matt, back to you. Yeah, and I'll finish it so that we're not giving away too much. I want people to come in and check it out for themselves. So sure. uh, the last feature I'll kind of touch base on, which is one of my favorites, uh, our mascot, our little virtual tour guide is Slabby. Uh, and Slabby right now, we have him a little hidden. We're going to bring him out you know, later on. But if you click on our logo on the top of the app, you know, you'll see that he animates and he's big on the 80s and 90s nostalgia. So if you're a fan of those times, he's going to be animating for you. Love it. Very cool. Well, listen, guys, I love all I love. I love the innovation. I, I love the the effort and the passion that you're showing for it. Uh, Frankie, you 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 especially this is nothing not about you, Matt, but Frankie, you, you exude it. I mean, every time you talk, you're you've got so much emotion in it. It's just you're, you're it's, it's awesome. And Matt, I can, you know, knowing you to the extent I do, which is more than not, uh, I know you a little bit. I know that you're really uh, putting all your everything into this. So, you know, certainly wish you the best a lot. So that brings me to uh, what I would consider maybe the a tough question, Matt, is do you think you're trying to do too much with GM10? <clears throat> That's a great question. Uh, and I love the challenge. You know, is it too much? You know, it's, it's part of the reason why we slowly just, you know, it's kind of like Facebook. We wanted to focus on the social aspect first, really roll it out, let the whole community see that, get used to it. And then slowly we're going to keep releasing more features as the time goes on once everyone starts to really know how to use the app and the platform. Uh, and again, what helps us with the multiple features is that we are working with other brands and companies. So it's not like it's our features. We're sitting here and saying, this is us. This is ours. We're going, hey, 
we're working with others that help us and support us as well as us supporting them. All right. Well, I like that. That sounds uh, sounds like a fair strategy, considering you are trying to do quite a few things, and uh, and it's you know you got your work cut out for you. But you know if you go about it right, and you know I really believe slow and steady wins mm -hmm. the race. So, uh, but not too slow at the same time, right? Not too slow. You don't want to you don't want to kind of get stagnant, right? So <laughs> yeah, Frankie doesn't seem to move slow for a big guy like him. He doesn't seem to move slow from the Thank way you. I uh, the way I see it. Here's a comment that just came in from Mid-Atlantic Sports Card. It says, it sounds like an effort to become the hobby's super app, an ambitious effort, but hard to be everything to everyone right out of the box. Who's writing the code? Is it all self-financed? And good luck, which is a, uh, the good luck is nice, which, which does bring me to what was my next question was, how are you funding this? Are you, do you have investors? Are you looking for investors? How are you guys getting paid? All those sorts of questions that people love to know. And I know a lot of this is, private but and i'll ask it along with mid-atlantic to the extent you're willing to answer matt why don't you uh take this one <clears throat> yeah i mean to be honest we're bootstrapping it we as a team you know we're all coming together and we're we're, we're self-funding this and we're we're bootstrapping it we're getting nitty and gritty we're on the, we're, our feet are on the floor we're putting the work in we're putting the time in like i was up till three in the morning last night working on some dev stuff and you know it's the way we like to do it you know, we're all in it together and, and we're ready to do the work. You know, I like that he said, you know, it's a lot to take on, but this entire hobby is massive. It's big. It is a lot to take on. And we're trying to really just do the work and do it right for the collectors, for the hobby, for the entire industry. And so, like, if we say that people aren't doing it right or they could do better, we want to be able to provide that value. So we're going to do the work. And as far as the coding the app and and you've mentioned the devs a few times, are, are these people that have a stake in the in the brand in the company, or are you getting billed and having to pay and bootstrap, you know, paying that via the bootstrap strategy? Yeah, I mean, it really comes down to how much work can we do, uh, and how much work do we have to kind of source out. Um, so we really try to do as much as we possibly can, and there are times when. You know, the project does get big where we will have to source out a few uh, things to kind of take off the workload on us. But right now, yeah, it's, you know, we have our founders, we have our team, and that's the team. Right. So tell us a bit about the team now. Obviously, we've met Frankie. We love Frankie. I mean, <laughs> but tell us a bit, Matt, about like how big is the team? <laughs> and uh, I also want to give you the opportunity to shout out your team while we're here live and, uh, you know, show a, give some flowers out if, if you're, if you're, and I know you love your team. You've told me that. So, yeah, but tell us a bit about the team. Who are they? Like, what are their names? What are they doing? Um, to the extent you want to share, I mean, I don't want anyone to come poach your people. So, no, yeah, careful. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, we we currently have um, four founders. Uh, it's me, myself, and Irene. No, I'm kidding. It's <laughs> was me. Yeah, it's me, Frankie, uh, TD, who some of you may have met. Uh, he stays in the shadows. He's the guy pulling the strings. Uh, and then we have Jeremy Allen, um, who helps us with a lot of the marketing and things like that. Uh, those are the founders. Uh, and then we have a team that you've seen at the shows where, you know, there are our show guys. You know, they're the ones who are always helping us out, who are really integrated into the app, who, you know, without them, we couldn't do a lot of things. So uh, that's Jeff Wilkie. That's Zach. 
Um, I see his ex last name. Uh, I always screw it up. It's because you're not <laughs> Italian, man. It's Maramonti. <laughs> there you go, Maramonti. <laughs> it's your lack of being Italian, Matt. That's exactly right there. I know. I have a hairy chest. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got, and then we got Nate Girdlestone, the mute. Um, and we usually have more guys interchanging, and you know, we just added a couple new guys, James Davis, who's been really irreplaceable and awesome. Uh, with our growth and kind of the social media side. And then Trevor Van Uden today was at the Collecticon who's been helping us with videography. So, you know, we're, we're a collective. We just like to, you know, build that team out again. Like we all have football backgrounds. So for us, it's like, we want a team. Yeah. We want to be, you know, all together, working together and, and supporting each other. So, you know, that. without these guys, I couldn't have done it. Are you, are you currently hiring for any positions? Are you looking to bring on any more, executives or I, and I don't want, you want like the use of the word executives. It seems like you're, you're, you're a team with like, everyone's kind of equals what is the, is the feeling I'm getting, but are you currently uh, looking to fill any positions? Do you have any needs right now for anyone out there who might be uh, looking to do something in the hobby? Yeah, we're always looking to grow. We're always looking to, you know, see if anyone's interested. So yeah, if anyone has any interest in joining GM, GM 10, please reach out. Um, we'd be interested in, in meeting you. Mm -hmm. Monetization. One of the big questions with uh, with with any sort of initiative like this at GM10 or lots of the other startups in the space. What is the monetization strategy? How do you plan to make money with GM10? We're making money. Know, is this good for? Is this better for you or to Frankie? <clears throat> if you feel comfortable, comfortable, Frankie, you can definitely yeah. try to answer. I can start it off, and if you need be, just fill in. Um, so when it comes down to monetization for us, wow, big word, right? <laughs> when it comes down to that for us, everything is transactional based, right? So that's where we see our profits coming in. And to answer kind of transactions when it comes to percentages and all that, um, we're right now we're starting off very, very low, right? We want to be very fair. So we're starting off with a 5% transactional based. And again, the reason why we agree upon that as a collective unit is because at the end of the day, this is a hobby and this is a full-time income for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And it's a passion. And we never believed in why should someone be penalized for being successful in an industry, right? Now, naturally, of course, there's going to be an adjustment, um, but we don't plan to be anywhere near what some of these other companies charge because we just think it's unright and unjust. It's like, again, it's like you, we already deal with the IRS. Why do we have to deal with the, freaking, the fees coming out of GM10 and all these platforms, you know? Understood. Yeah, no, I hear you. And uh, yeah, it sounds like a good strategy. When, when, at the point that users are finding that they are given value, then, you know, that that's when you can say, okay, you know, we're going to charge a fee for this or that or whatever it is. And at that point, I think I, there, there comes a tipping point in these things often where, you know, you've got two groups of, of, of users, uh, more than that, but two that come to mind. One group says, well, I shouldn't have to pay for anything because, you know, there's just, there's, the, there's a, there are people in our hobby that have a very strong sense of entitlement. And that's just, that goes in, in not our, just our hobby in, in many industries, you don't want to pay for anything, right? You, fees are too high everywhere. Then there's the other group of people who say, these guys are giving me value. I want to reward them. I want to pay them back. I want to contribute and support. And if that's via fees, then great. So, you know, once you, and then it comes, it becomes a numbers game, right? If you've got a thousand users and, you know, 700 are of the entitled character and 300 are of the, I'm willing to support what's supporting me character, then you're going to, you know, you're going to do pretty well off those 300 and hopefully that becomes 3000, 30,000 and 300,000 and 3 million. I can keep on going, but 3 million is a lot to handle for anybody. So we can, uh, we can stop there. All right, guys, we're, we're going to also 
talk about a few kind of hobby specific issues that are going on right now. Once we're done talking about GM10, according to my notes, we've got through just about everything except your roadmap. Now, you don't want to give away too much, Matt. We've already given away a lot. But is there mm -hmm. anything else coming down the pipeline for GM10? Maybe something at the Burbank Card Show or the net. What other are there any other card shows that you've aligned with yet that you're willing and able to share? Uh, yeah, we, yeah. We've we've been in the talks with a few other shows currently that have approached us, uh, showing a lot of interest. Uh, and again, like we want to just provide that value. So if if it works out, hopefully we can get that done. Uh, but as far as the roadmap, Jeremy, what we're looking to do. And I think I, don't, I think I touched base on this a little bit, but you know, when people have ideas or they're looking for something specific that they want in the app, like our goal is to try to build that roadmap based on what people need. Um, we do have, you know, we're, we're finishing phase one now. So like again, people are listening. Like we're only in the MVP stage. We just launched, so we're gonna keep continuing to grow and improve and and really work on building the app out correctly in the right way. Um, so that's gonna be our focus. Really focusing on the product on that platform and just making it the best it can possibly be. Right on. Well, certainly wish you the best with that. Frankie, anything you want to add before we get into some more just topical discussion about what's going on around the hobby? Sure. Uh, I'll leave it with this, guys, guys and gals, whoever's in here. If you see us at a show, by all means, come up, man, have some fun. We're, we're, we're literally, our app is built by the hobby for the hobby, but so are we. Like, we love interacting and having a good time. So please, I would love to meet you all. Give you a big hug, man. It's it's love. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, he will give you a hug. I, 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 uh, I've experienced it myself. The funny thing is that we're both like six and a half feet tall. So we're like, we're nose to nose, basically. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's uh let's let's round out the show here with the, just talking about a few things. When when I met with you the other day, Matt, um, and we talked about this, there were a few topics to talk about. The whole, you know, the Panini Fanatics drama litigation and, and all that uh the blake martinez issue stream uh the you know a, a ex-professional football player uh group breaker getting i don't know if it was him or someone on his team caught pulling cards or i hate using the word but i guess it's a pro scamming users getting kicked off the whatnot app and now you know i see his name being kind of dragged <clears throat> on social media and i don't know the guy never met him so i don't i don't have, and i have no firsthand information or experience with anything bad except for what I've seen. So I don't really have an, much of an opinion other than what I've heard uh, about that. But you mentioned that you guys are doing, uh, you, you've got the live, the live feature on the app. And, you know, I guess from you, Matt, when you learned about what was going on with Blake Martinez, what were your thoughts? Like, did that make you think, okay, we're going to do some, we're going to have something similar on GM 10 maybe we need to be diligent with who's coming on it. And so, you know, what were your thoughts on what's going on? Do you feel that this is really an epidemic going on in the hobby with breakers, as the hobby calls it out, dipping? <laughs> uh, are you, is this a, is this a, I don't say, is this a problem? I know it is, but how do we keep, how do you keep this from being a problem on DM 10, but even for the greater hobby, hobby, how does the hobby kind of, you know, mitigate this from happening? Yeah, I feel like there's not one answer to this, like one right answer to kind of get it, you know, fixed. But, you know, it really comes down to knowing who's breaking on your app. I think that's pretty important. I think the, the second big thing is listening to 
the people that are watching these streams. Like when you have so many people, the masses coming out and saying, hey, there's an issue. There's an issue. You got to listen. You know, don't hide. You got to come forward and be, okay, what's going on, guys? Let's figure this out and find a solution. And I feel like a lot of these companies are so massive and so big that they're not actually at these shows listening to what people are saying. They're not they're not diving into it and, and really listening to their audience and their consumers. So that would be the focus on our end is, is, you know, what is going on, what's happening on our platform, and then listening to what people are saying. Now, you're both football players. Matt, you played high-level football. Yep. Like Blake Martinez played high-level football. How does that make you feel? It, you know like what? Fraternity, like part of being part of the football fraternity is kind of where I'm coming at, at it from. Yeah. The, I mean, you're going to find – and listen, I don't know Blake Martinez, so I can't really speak on who he is as a person, but, you know, you're going to find good and bad seeds everywhere you go. Um, you know, I, I'm going to give a shout out to, to Cassius Marsh. Uh, he's a great guy in the hobby. You know, on the other side of it, he's a breaker for uh, mostly TCG and he's phenomenal. You know, he is so entertaining. And it's like people like that are the ones that we need in this hobby. who are so positive super friendly to everyone. They educate people. They're, they're willing to take the time to, to talk to anyone and really just share their experience. And I think, you know, we, we need to be able to identify those people and give them the spotlight. Like, Hey, you know, Frankie, like, just like Frankie, give them the spotlight because they're so positive in this hobby. And it's like, we need more of that. Right on Frankie. Are you, uh, Mark Santucci wants to know if you're going to be at the show next Saturday, the 14th on long Island. Are you going to be out <laughs> to that show? Oh man, I'll tell you what, I would love to, but it's that's my 11 year dating anniversary with my wife, so I may have to wait till Sunday. <laughs> but uh, I'll post if you check it out on Instagram, I'll have a post about it. But I'm gonna say it's like a 90% no, I gotta keep the wife happy so I can keep doing this. But Sunday, yes. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, yeah there is a chance. <laughs> right on, right on. All right, good stuff. Okay, let's uh, let's talk. Listen. But since we talked, Matt, which was a couple days ago, Brian Gray, whose shirt I'm wearing as a tribute to him, he's been on, he's the most frequent guest of Sports Cards Live. I think he's been on nine times. Uh, recently left Leaf Trading Cards, and this is this news has spread like wildfire, wildfire in the last 24 hours. And um, I mean, it's funny because, you know, Leaf Trading Cards and Brian Gray have been, you know, the subject of criticism by people for, along like you know he's got his haters like like a lot of people do and i'm just seeing an outpouring of support and love for him on social media it's funny how that works right people i've even seen posts like we haven't always seen eye to eye but uh you know you're 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 great you're you know you passion and you love the hobby and and uh it, it's 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 nice to see an outpouring for someone like that who you know I know, I know personally is deep down. He's, he's a big teddy bear, kind of like Frankie down there. He's just a good, he's a nice guy. Has he done everything right all the time? Probably not, but he's, he's a positive influence on the hobby in my opinion, and uh, been a great guest of sports cards live. So, um, you know, any thoughts, uh, did you know, did you, he's not, he didn't die. He's still around and is probably <laughs> going to still be in the hobby. And I believe he still owns leaf trading cards. And um, I actually tried really hard yesterday to find out who the successor uh, CEO is going to be and had some had some conversations with some people who, you know, would would maybe have some inside information. But we were all just pulling at strings, trying to guess it. they're keeping it pretty tight as to who this is, who the successor will be. It's my feeling that they're going to announce that on Monday. Now, I could be way off there, but hey, Brian Gray is no longer effective immediately 
he was no longer the CEO. That means they're going to have to put in a CEO. They've already named, they already know who it is. They're going to put that person in that office probably on Monday is my, is just a guess. So we're probably going to find out on Monday who it is. Um, but, but with all that said, and those are my thoughts on the, on the situation, except obviously wishing Brian well, his family well, and, uh, and looking forward to seeing what he does next in the hobby. But uh, to you, Matt, do you know Brian? Were you surprised by the news? Do you have any insight at all? I wish. Uh, no, I've never met Brian personally. I, I would love to still. Um, you know, people who who really help the hobby like that, you know, you, it'd be great to meet them. Um, but as far as like what I think and from what I know, I don't know too much. But from what I think, you know, seeing like a company like Fanatics come in, maybe they're trying to acquire Leaf. Maybe there's something going on there. Uh, who knows? Yeah, you know, I think you're, listen, when people at high levels move, it's, it's this is often a, a part of a process to mm -hmm. package something up for something else to happen, right? So the fact that he's out, who know, you know, it could mean so many different things. I'm just, uh, and you know what's going to happen, guys, is that we're going to find out who the successor CEO is and me and the and a couple of people I spoke to yesterday, of course, that's who it was. It makes so much sense or something like that. And then when Brian announces whatever it is that he may or may not be up to next, we're going to be we're all going to be like, oh, that just makes a ton of sense. Of, of course, of course, that's what, what what's going to happen. But it's still it's still a guessing game for now. So we'll find out soon enough, I'm sure. And uh, of course, wish him all the best. Frankie, you're a bit newer to the scene. Any uh, any comments on the on Brian Gray leaving Leaf? Um, no, uh, all I could say is because I don't know him. Uh, I hope it's on to bigger and better things. You know, from the things I've heard, he seems like a tremendous guy. So excited to see what happens to you. Maybe you could come check us out, you know. <laughs> there you go. So the other the other news, uh, of, this isn't so new, but Panini and Fanatics, you know, uh, Panini sues Fanatics, Fanatics sues Panini. I had, I had uh, Paul Lesko on last week. We talked in depth about these lawsuits. And, uh, and you know, I guess my question for you guys on all of this is, you know, just your thoughts. Do you have any business with Panini, with Fanatics, with Tops? Are you, have you had meetings with them with respect to GM10? Do you see, do you, and then also, do you see these lawsuits as being, because a lot of people, I've seen a lot of comments out there that are, that are like, this is just not good for the hobby. It's just not good. I'm seeing that a lot. Any thoughts, Matt, on Panini and Fanatics uh, litigation and how Tops fits into it all? Yeah, I mean, you know, going back on this is not good for the hobby. It's Again, it's another give and take kind of situation. Bad publicity is also usually good publicity. It, it works out in their favors because they're the talk of the town. But, you know, looking at it this way, this is my opinion on it. Panini's had this for a while. And, you know, we heard people talking all year. I mean, I would say the past couple of years. You know, the quality of the cards coming out, you know, the printing errors over and over again, you know, it, it got to a point where I think the hobby is ready to ready to move on. Uh, and again, we don't know what Fanatics is going to do. You know, we really don't have an answer for that. So it's the unknown that is kind of sitting there. So I'm curious to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Franklin. I'm sorry. We, Frankie, we lost the first Any any follow-up comment? If you heard it, any follow-up comments what Matt said about Panini Fanatics uh, litigation going back and forth? 
Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny, obviously, because they're these big companies. I just sit back and I kind of look at it as two little kids fighting over like a piece of bubble gum or something. <laughs> That's just where my mindset is, right? Um, obviously, there have been a lot of printing errors, like Matt was saying, a lot of issues. But at, at the end of the day, hopefully it just works itself out because, again, I'm, I'm always looking at the glasses half full, right? I, I want there to be good representation in the hobby, not, oh, you did this, you did that. It's like, no, no. <laughs> so I hope it just settles down sooner than later. Yeah, same here. Same here. It's uh, I think I think a lot of people, you know, we we're so used in the hobby as content creators and and consumers of content. We're so used to there being drama all the time, and uh, it just keeps on that that it keeps we keep on getting fed more and more breaking news stories, and uh, so we we also want things to normalize and to start to just kind of like what's the future going to look like? But I have a feeling we're a good year away from uh at least from having an idea of what the future is going to look like when it comes to new product coming out uh maybe maybe we're wrong maybe we're going to find out in a month or two who knows but mm -hmm. could could be a while so we will we will see the professor makes a comment here says brian gray gave a very positive and optimistic interview from the national with jeff wilson that being a sports card investor and gave no indication of him leaving i think that's brian gray being really good at uh at keeping secrets secret until they're no longer need to be a secret. So, uh, but thanks for sharing that with us, Professor. Well, all right, guys, we're, I'm going to be doing later tonight, uh, in about 20 minutes, we're going to be doing an after hours episode. So uh, guys, I'm going to bring on, be bringing on EJ Ferrer from the Burbank Card Show, something you're talking to quite a lot these days, Matt, about what you guys are doing to, to help out the Burbank Card Show. Also bringing Joe Perot on, good friend of mine, good friend of the show. He's also someone who's been to both of the uh bo both of the Burbank card show so far and we'll be at this one next weekend as well so I got after hours starting we might start a few minutes early scheduled to start in 25 minutes we might start early uh Jay Tillman says the rumor was he was forced out of course that's the rumor of course that's the rumor of course that's the rumor security <laughs> yeah. uh, no doubt and that you know that could be the that could be the case that could be the case but when you own the company uh, I don't know how you how you get forced out. I really I really don't know how you get forced out when you own the company. My understanding is he still owns the company. So, but leaving for some reasons to package it up for some for the next move, it could still be the situation where to get something to happen, he had to leave. Therefore, being kind of forced out, but showing himself the door type of thing. You know, all right, guys, if I want to reach this goal, let's say I want to sell my company for hundreds of millions, but they don't want me. I'm being forced out, but I'm getting a hundred mil in the bank uh, as compensation. And I'm not again. I'm pulling this out of my back pocket. I don't know. Where, I don't. I don't know much about it. But you just never know. Uh, Brendan Ryan says, "Great T-shirt. Does it come? I don't know, Brendan. I got this at the National at the Leaf booth, and I'm wearing it tonight. It it matches my my autographed Brian Gray card right here. Ooh. So tribute to BG." I met I met Brian for the first time. I met, I think I met him before this, but first time I got to know him was back in uh, 2013 at the National. I believe it was in Cleveland that year, and I ended up at a after hours poker game, guys, with a whole bunch of kind of behind the scenes guys in the hot in the sports card industry. And Brian was at the table. And um, I'll tell you what, next time I play poker with Brian Gray, I'm gonna be able to take him for all his money because I know his tells. I know I know how he plays. I know when he's got a hand and when he doesn't. I can't wait to play with him what's, again. What's, what's the tell? I can't, I'm not telling. Oh. 
No, but I remember it because there was one hand where I thought I folded and I shouldn't have folded. And then he showed his cards and he was so proud of himself that he got his bluff through. And I remember <laughs> 10 years later, I remember what I was picking up from him. And uh, I can't wait. So that's a challenge. If you're watching or listening, Brian, that's a challenge. I want to play poker with you again. We'll see. We'll see. Count me in for that. I love poker. Right on. Professor, double header sports cards live. We're, we're doing a double header. It's been a while since we've done one, but we are doing one tonight. All right, guys. Well, listen, we're, we can wrap this up. I want to, uh, unless there's anything else, Matt, anything, Matt or Frankie, that you guys want to talk about or share with the audience, Matt, anything from you? Yeah. I mean, I just want to encourage people to go check out GM10. Uh, again, we're, we're trying to, to connect the hobby and build a social platform that, you know, is for everyone. So check it out. Give us your feedback. We're listening to you guys. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what you guys think. GM10 on iOS and on Android and follow these guys, follow the GM10 account because their content is, it's it's a it's a worthwhile follow you guys. And, it, and if you're not following them yet and you go back and follow them now, go down and watch these interviews that uh, that Nate does. They call him the mute because that's the role he plays on, on these things. And um, trust me, it's, it's well worth it. It's really funny. GM10 Collectibles on Instagram. Frankie, final words from you, buddy. Final words, just thank you, Jeremy, for having us. I, I think we hit the, head, the, the nail on the head with everything. And uh, we appreciate it. I'm looking forward to meeting all you guys. And uh, like Billman said, I'll finish off with this. Give us the feedback, even if it's harsh. We want to hear it because that means there's room for improvement and there's always room to be better. So we appreciate that. Sounds good. Matt, final word from you. Yeah, uh, I just want to kind of say what we're doing right now. We're actually working with Hobbsies uh, at Collecticon and for the Burbank show with covering some of our content and doing that, you know, that, that fun interactive stuff. So get ready for some more content coming your way. Yep. Love it. I'm looking forward to it, guys. Well, thanks to both of you for joining and uh, and for entertaining me via your content over the last month. Like I, I've said it a hundred times, right? I really do get a kick out of it. I'm looking, but now I'm holding you up to that standard. Like I, I'm expecting more good content from you guys. Mark Santucci, enjoyed the show. Thank you, Mark. LGC, good luck, GM10. Thanks for sharing. Foul Fieball, Jeremy says, just downloaded the app. There you go. Very nice. Glad you did, Jeremy. Thanks for supporting these guests of Sports Cards Live. Episode 197 of Sports Cards Live is wrapping. Again, we're going to take about a 10, 15-minute break. I'm going to wait for EJ to show up. And Joe, we're going to go live on After Hours and have a casual chit-chat and just get excited for the Burbank show next weekend. And with that, everybody, this episode of Sports Cards Live is now over. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.